Hello. Okay. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Podcast, the podcast where we fly you to Florida and then send you out into the woods so you can get all sorts of weird ticks and spiders embedded into your body. Anyways, guys, uh, today I want to talk to you guys about something that's near and dear, something that is currently happening right now, which is the reason why I am in Florida. Uh, if you don't know, I'm from San Diego, California, usually. Um, Sammy's family, my girlfriend's family lives in Florida and her stepdad is going through cancer. He just found out he has stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma and the doctors gave him three to five months to live about a month ago. So we'd made like an emergency trip down here. Um, and yeah, so basically I, I just wanted to make this podcast to basically talk about a very difficult subject to talk about. So nobody get offended or anything like that, but it's just things that, you know, I think are helpful for when you're going through a situation like this when someone who's near to you is dying or has uh, some sort of terminal illness or cancer or just you know in general doesn't have a lot of time left to live so I've been through this situation a few times now and I feel like I have some insight to give in this um, yeah it, this is a, a deep and heavy subject and it might not be something that you're going through right this instant yourself but it's something that i think we can all learn from and honestly like um it, it really is terrible but this podcast isn't necessarily going to be a very sad one this is going to be more advice driven um i think it's gonna be really useful anyways before we get into that if you want to support the podcast you can do so by using my amazon link amazonbrian.com it'll take you to the homepage of amazon anything you purchase within a 24-hour period will give us a small credit and if you're into listening to books you can use my audible audiblebrian.com you get a free trial you also get two free books three free books something like that it's also a good way to support the channel anyways uh, i jotted down some thoughts and i'm also just going to kind of freestyle um but yeah so so when you find it out, it's always kind of shocking. It never comes at a good time. It's, I mean, that's how it is. That's the definition of it, and uh, it, it's never convenient. It's probably not the right time money-wise, all that kind of stuff, right? Everyone's working. For me, I have plans 365 days of the year. So, like, for example, for this, we had to shuffle some things around to make this work. But you make it work, you know, especially. And th this is about someone that you love, right? That's what this podcast is centered on, not just somebody that you know who has cancer. So this is someone that you really want to be the best that you can be and do the best you can for them because you love them. All right. So I think the most important thing is to first determine the type of person that that person is. So whoever it is that's, well, let's just say cancer, just because that's my uh, personal situation right now, but fill in the blank for, for whatever it is that, you know, is, is relevant to you. Um, but who, determine who that person is who has cancer near you and decide whether they're masculine or feminine. I think that's very important because the way that you treat somebody who has this kind of a thing going on uh, is going to be way different, whether it's, you know, a really masculine person or a really feminine person. So if it's a masculine person, don't pity the person. Do not throw a pity party. Don't baby that person. Don't treat them like they're not the same man that they were before, or a masculine person that they were before. Um, this is something that's very important. For example, Sammy's stepdad here is the saltest and dirtest of the earth that you could possibly imagine. I mean, the man, gro he grovels. He doesn't speak. He grovels, you know. Um, I've grown up with these kind of men in my life a lot. I actually really like it. I think it's a fun personality. Um, but a lot of people, you know, it, it's it's a it's a different type of personality than most people are used to. 
Now, when most people hear, you know, cancer or something like that, or you're going to die or something like that, they get really, really sad. And especially, you know, if the person who is trying to take care of that masculine energy is a feminine energy person, uh, a lot of times they, you know, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, and they just want to cry with that person and, and open up and feel all the feelings with them and stuff. And it's good. That's stuff that you should get to eventually, but not the whole time. That person doesn't want to be feeling like they're not the person that they were before, like they're less, like they're not a human anymore, basically, right? Like, if we treated Tim like that, if we were saying like, you know, like, oh, that's okay, I'll get that for you. Oh, no, 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 don't worry about that. Oh, no, 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 like, uh, it's okay, you don't need to get up. All, you know, all that kind of stuff and just babying him, he doesn't like, you know. When you treat him like a man, uh, you know, for example, <laughs> uh, so for, for example, we, just the way he is, he talks a lot of shit. So if instead of me talking shit like I did two years ago before we found any of this out when I first met him, uh, you know, I'm giving him shit. He's giving me shit. And then he likes me because, you know, ah, man talk. Right. If this time, two years later, I come back and, and we're here for the cancer and I'm like, he's talking shit. And then I'm like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, I am. I am a pussy. <laughs> and then not giving it back to him. He'd be like, I hate this guy. You know what I mean? You're babying him. He doesn't like that. You know, the other night I paid for dinner and then he was like, he found out and he's like, what'd you do? <laughs> you pay for dinner. <laughs> and I was like, yep. And he's like, oh, I fucking hate you. And I was like, I hate you too, Tim. <laughs> but that's not what we're actually saying. You know, what we're actually saying is I love you, but we're doing it in a masculine style sense. So make sure that you know who you're dealing with and treat them accordingly. Now, if they're a feminine person, be there with them with love. Seriously. Of course, with both types, you need to be there with love. But for a feminine type, be there with love. Give them hugs and give them so much uh, as much love as you can give them reminisce about the good times and talk about things that you love and listen to music that's always made you happy dance to songs that you know you you you, you used to dance to and watch movies that you know you've seen a thousand times that you just that person really gets happy about so again yeah just like kind of identify who the person is that you are uh, you know operating with so next up I'd say share your feelings with the person um, or with other people who are close. So uh, a lot of this will be about what you can do that f for that person, but also you have to worry about yourself too. So a lot of times when you get like a terminal, uh, you know, uh, diagnosis from a doctor, they'll say this person has whatever, uh, four to six weeks left to live. Right. And a lot of times, and, and this is my opinion, I think the doctor is probably undershooting a lot of times because, you know, if you say this person has like uh, six months to live and then they die in two months that everybody who you told is going to be pissed. So if I was a doctor, I'd always shoot under. And then if the person lives longer than my diagnosis, then everyone's going to be stoked. They might be a little bit like, oh, that doctor screwed it up a little bit, but it actually ended up being good because we had extra time with them. So a lot of times that does happen where the person lives longer. Now, if you, uh, sidetrack your whole life, right? Um, you can get really wrapped up and, and you're like, okay, in three months, the person's going to die. So for the next three months, I'm going to do nothing on my own. I'm not going to live my own life. I'm going to dedicate everything towards this person. I'll move into my house, et cetera, et cetera. I'll take care of them all the time, 24 seven. And then three months rolls around. The person's still alive. And now you're at four months and five months and six months. And you're like, whoa. And then it stirs up weird feelings because you don't want the person to die. But at the same time, uh, you know, you have dedicate your whole life to being their assistant. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of times we need self-care. We need to take care of ourselves. 
So one of the things that you should do is share your feelings. And what I mean by that is whether you're masculine or feminine energy, you are going to feel, man, it's going to be really tough, um, especially if your feminine energy like Sam is really just torn up right now. Um, again, this isn't my stepdad, so it's a little different situation. I've only known this man for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, like, for example, uh, when I say I've had this all happen a few times, I had a friend go through cancer, but I also had uh, my grandma passed away uh, a little bit over a year ago. Um, she passed away from uh, quite a few things. She died from cancer, but she also died from uh, Alzheimer's. For me, that was really tough, son. <laughs> okay. Um, but a lot of times you will be so wrapped up in taking care of the other person that you don't have time to take care of yourself. You you don't have time to talk to people or go to therapy or whatever it is that you need. Um, and then actually you really should. You know what I mean? It builds up and it tears you apart and it makes your life hell. And you live a very unhappy time. You're going to be able to serve that person better if you're happy or at least um, fulfilled. So it's important to either have some friends who are close to the situation and understand the situation. Or if you have some really, really good friends, like some best friends who maybe aren't part of the situation, but really are part of your life, share with those people, you know, let them know, hey, like, dude, I'm really struggling today. You don't need to go all the way into deal detail, but instead of being like, yeah, everything's good. Everything, be like, no, nah, you know what? Actually, like, I, I appreciate you asking. I am really going through it right now. This is tough. I, you know, I'm afraid that they're going to die anytime. I'm afraid of this or this is really like hard on me or whatever. It's really, it's really hard to watch them, you know, have to do this or it's hard to watch them walk or whatever it is. It's hard. And, and then the other person can, you know, feedback with you and it feels good to get it off your chest. Now, depending on the person, again, you have to determine the person who's dying. Um, you can share with them as well. You can confide in them and back and forth. So, Again, it depends on who the person is, because if you're sharing a bunch of stuff about how difficult it is for you, it might feel them make them feel like a burden. Now, if I was going through a terminal illness, I would hope that almost everybody would share with me, depending on who you are. But I think almost everybody that's close to me, I would want them to share. Like, for example, Sammy, I wouldn't want her to be all like, yeah, it's no big deal. I love you so much. Like, it's all good. I'm not. No, it's not that hard for me. I'd be like, no, no, no. I know it's hard for you. Let me know how it is. I take pleasure in being uh, the support system. I take pleasure in being the solid rock. Um, and, and all of a sudden, you're not letting me do that. So, uh, yeah, again, just determine. But, but especially, my point of that one is share. You need to open up. You need to take care of yourself. Here's the other thing. It kind of goes along with that is continue living your life. So making your well-being worse is the worst. So the person who's dying doesn't want to be the cause of your shitty life, right? And they don't want to feel like a burden. Also, your normal life will bring you balance. So think about it like this. Like in the situation I said earlier, you know, for three months, you're like, I'm just going to be that person's assistant. I'm just going to always be with them. I'm going to be their slave, whatever, right? Um, if you neglect your health, uh, if you used to work out a lot, now you don't work out at all because you just want to always be ready for this person in case they need anything. Um, if you don't eat good food, if you are, uh, you know, drinking more, uh, whatever it is, right? If over the three months you are worse off than you were before, you might think that it's a good thing that you're always there for that person, but they don't need you at every second. You know what I mean? They're going to feel bad because they're going to see. They're not, 
The problem is I think people dehumanize people who are dying. I think that's what happens. I think they, they treat them like this, uh, almost like an infant, like almost like a child, even though they're not. But it's just because you have a limited ability to walk or your, your energy is zapped or, or you're in pain or whatever. Now that person is like not a human, it's just a baby. No, that person's still human. They can still perceive the same stuff they could perceive before. They can still see hurt and they can still see how you are. They still think about that stuff. So if they are dying and all of a sudden the last three months when you've been taking care of them, now you've put on a bunch of weight, you you look bad, you are always drained and tired, you're not happy, you never smile except for fake smiles or like enthusiastic smiles just to make them smile, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be like, yo, that's my fault. I wish I wasn't dying because I'm making everyone else's life worse. Or worse than that, they're going to say, man, I, I hope I die soon so that this can I can stop being a burden for this person. They can move on and get back to a good life because this is my fault. So remember that and don't uh, don't don't make it so that they feel like a burden. I think that's very important. And I think a lot of people have a really hard time with that, especially when it's their first time dealing with this kind of a thing. And I think for me, that was kind of a hard thing to deal with the first time. But I don't know, the more time you spend with somebody who's going through something like this, the more you learn and get experience about it, and it makes it easier to deal with it. Now, second up, kind of like along with that is don't turn to something as a vice. So whether that be like drinking or smoking or whatever it is, drugs, whatever, uh, staying up late, eating a bunch of bad foods, whatever it is, uh, make sure that you aren't turning to that because if you need an outlet, use this time to do something that makes you better. The person who's dying will appreciate that. So think about it like this. If you start, instead of you drinking a bunch of alcohol to take care of the pain at the end of the night, instead you take care of the person, you tuck them in for bed or give them dinner or whatever, they're good. You say, all right, I'm going to the gym or I'm going to go on a run. And you just take out whatever that emotion is, whether it's pain or anger or sadness, whatever it is, you go to the gym and you just murder it. And you haven't been going to the gym as much uh, before this person had cancer, but now you are for the three months just pounding the gym. Now the person, as as the time moves on, they're like, this is awesome. Uh, this person is living a, a good life. I can see that the people who are close to me are happy. I feel less like a burden. Even subconsciously, they'll feel like, hey, I'm not as much of a burden because obviously everyone's life is good right now. It's not getting worse. It's getting better or at least, you know, it's just good. Um, so not only are you doing it for yourself, you're doing it for them. So it's kind of like an advantage um, in, a, in a way for you to take the situation and turn it into a positive. Yeah. Next up is don't tell the person what to do. All right. So... A lot of times, um, so so, not every time that someone has a terminal deadline is it their fault, right? If you have, you know, um, if you just have like a cancer that you can't control uh, or whatever, it, it's not their fault, right? So there's nothing they could do. But if it is something like, for example, they're dying from, I don't know, like something that has to do with eating food, some sort of disease that pops up because they've been eating really, really badly and they have an addiction and they just keep eating poorly. So they've gotten like a heart attack and then they're eating more and more. And I, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Like they, they're waiting for a new heart, but at the me in the meantime, they're also still pounding that stuff or like their liver has gone through failure and then they're still drinking more alcohol. Um, it, it can be, it can feel like you should say, you know, Hey, 
stop. Stop doing that. You should stop doing this. You should stop doing that. Also, the other thing is, like, for example, I posted about this um, just to explain to my followers, like, hey, this is where I am and why I haven't been posting as much. I'm dealing with this thing, and I'm just kind of, like, trying to be more present for the family down here. So a little bit less content. And then a lot of people message me, and it's very nice. It's always well-meaning, right? But they all they all message, and they say, hey, uh, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't let him do chemo. You should tell him to do alternative medicine. You should do this. You should do that. Uh, you should tell him to eat this mushroom and drink this juice and da -da 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 -da, fast and all this stuff and it's like sure like all those things definitely can and should and or whatever i'm not even considering you know that's not even my point right now but they, they might they might actually help right they might do the thing they, they might be the best thing ever right but it's not my place um and again if you determine the person's type some of those things just don't that's not how it works <laughs> like um for example someone's never eaten a vegetable you're going to make them, you, you're going to expect, you're going to start pushing on them that they should juice 25 vegetables a, a morning and not eat any other food and just drink vegetable juice. Not going to happen, son. You got to be realistic. Um, and so like a lot of things that people are saying, I'm like, well, for this situation, it's not even possible, even if, even if that was like on the mind, I, you know what I'm saying? Just be careful not to just be this nagging person. Like, Definitely suggest and gently nudge things that you think would be better, right? You drink a little bit more water. Here's, you know, th here's why. It, you know, it makes me feel better. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe get more sleep. Blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. But, um, but don't think that you have the magical cure and the, and everything because that person is just gonna get really annoyed. Okay, moving on. Almost done here. Um, cook for them. That's one that unequivocally I think is gonna do good. Now. Uh, again, don't baby them, uh, determine on your own who the person is and stuff. But I think almost everybody can appreciate getting cooked for, especially if they are energy less, they have less energy than before. They're feeling uh, bad, have pain in their hands and stuff. So it's hard for them to do the fine movements of like, you know, pan grabbing and knife slapping and et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, cook for them. And, and it just, it, it's a form of love. I mean, I love cooking for people, you know, outside of the situation. I love to cook for people, period. It feels good to be like, yeah, I just spent an hour on this thing for you. And they're like, wow, you just did work for me. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I just, I like cooking. It's meditative for me. But then at the end of the thing, you know, you get to be like, whoa, I've never had those flavors before. You're really good at that. It's fun. Uh, yes, cook for them. Here's a good one. Do things they love to do with you. You won't always have time together. So skip the things you don't need to do. Um, so like, for example, uh, when it comes to like Sam, she grew up in Florida, so she's done all these different things. She like, they, they used to go to like the keys, they used to go to this restaurant and they used to go to this mall and they used to do this, that, and the other. Um, when, when they do those things, it makes them really happy. They really enjoy that. So a lot of times during this trip, it's not even so much that they, that we like are we're like have all these plans and like it's this big agenda it's more so just like we're sitting in the house together and everyone's watching tv or you know we all uh go go down to the beach and that's where they used to go to the beach or whatever like it's just uh spending good time together um but yes when i say skip the things you don't need to do i again like i said before live your life the same way that you always have balance your life and stuff like that way you, you know, you are still having your own life. It's good for you, but cut out things that aren't that important. Like, for example, if, you know, there's like 55 baseball games this year and you have a friend who you like to go and watch every baseball game with 
you know, three times a week or something like that. Maybe be like, hey, homie, uh, we're only going to watch one baseball game a week or one baseball game every two weeks. That way I'm not out of the house doing something that's going to still be here t- next year, et cetera, et cetera. Because you never know how much time you have. Spend the good, sp- spend the time that you can um, and cut out the things that are kind of ancillary and not important. Um, the th- last thing I'd say is probably quality over quantity. So like um, a lot of people I think will think that just being with a person is great and sure it is yeah being around a person is great but if you're not happy during that time then it's no one's benefiting from that and then also if you're not present during the time you're spending eh, what's the point of you even being there it's again it's not quality so like if you're just sitting there on your phone and the other person like wants to talk or is talking but you're not really responding because you're on your phone it's like well you might as well not be here so the time that you are spending be present. Think about what you're doing. Um, you know, be be someone that, you know can actually be talked to and stuff. Don't be like isolated and whatnot. And you know, I think that kind of speaks for itself. Just generally, try to be better quality time spent than quantity time. I mean, that's that's a rule that follows for anything. Like, completely unrelated, but like the time you spend with your kids, if you're a parent, even if you are working all the time, you don't have that much quantity of time if the time you are spending instead of being like oh yeah i'm sitting here watching football game with my kids and i and my i'm not really paying attention to my kids i'm just watching the tv game instead if when you get home and you only have an hour to spend with your kids instead you're just fully paying attention to them and you're playing with their toys and making noises about their dinosaurs and stuff that's quality over quantity and that's what really matters versus if you know you spent 10 hours with your kids but you weren't paying attention at all with any of that time i guarantee the kid would much rather have that one hour a day where you are their whole center of attention and vice versa you know what i mean so yeah and you know i mean i could go on for a really really long time about this because like i said i've had a couple people who have gone through this kind of a thing uh, again it's really tough i think at this point i am maybe not seasoned, I don't know, seasoned, I don't know, I'm experienced, I wouldn't say it's like anything ever gets perfect, but at this point, I feel like I know what to do, and how to handle things a lot more, and so for me, for my type of person, I'm an empathic, empathetic, lordy, empathetic person, I'm an empath, as many people will say, I'm an ENFJ, so like, it's very easy for me to, uh, try to make everybody happy, be there for everybody. And I think my position in this, just because of who I am, is to be there for every single person. So not in a way that like burns me out, but just like for the more masculine type, I I can sit there and and grovel and be masculine with them and, 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 you know, be, you know, talk the shit back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. For the more feminine types, you know, like the sisters and stuff from the family, I'm able to, you know, really look them in the eyeball and share some emotions with them and really be like, you know, I know that's really tough. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and give me a hug and how are you doing? And, you know, did you see this and the GoFundMe? And, you know, you get to like really feel with them. Um, and then in general, also, you know, like if I can take care of something like cooking, uh, I've been doing that a bit for the family. You know what I mean? They, they like that. And like, uh, if I have, you know, the ability to help out financially or something like that, that's something I can do. So like, you know, determine who you are as well and see what positions you fit in. If you aren't a person who does 
you know, is, is the type that I am ENFJ, like a people pleaser and an empath, then don't try to fit that position. Don't try to please everybody. You know what I mean? If you're a super feminine person, then, you know, you probably can't fill in this position of like animating a really (laughs) like masculine, like shit talking type of thing. It's just not, it's not your personality. So do the best with what you can do. Never feel bad. Just do your best period. That's always going to be the best thing. Um, and yeah, Mm, time heals all it it's always tough it's never convenient like i said earlier um but time does heal so yeah i think that's everything everyone's coming outside i'm in a car just to describe to you guys my, my situation everyone's in the house and i came out to the car because it's quiet out here uh and now everyone's coming out and everyone's looking at me like i'm crazy because i'm sitting here with my shoes off <laughs> and my feet on the steering wheel and a microphone in my hand and they probably i've never seen a microphone in their life that looks like this and they're probably like what the hell is this kid doing nobody here understands social media <laughs> or youtube or any of that so they just think i'm like a crazy kid they're like what are you doing you're gonna go film yourself again <laughs> i'm like yep <laughs> uh, and i'm in the middle of the woods so anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this i appreciate you listening to my podcast um yeah, my love and light and, 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 and feelings and prayers go out to everybody out there. I, again, I appreciate the support that's come back my way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can always help out the podcast by going on the podcast's app to be on the podcast, the name of this podcast, going and giving a five-star review. Yeah, just go to the review area, five stars. If you want to write some words down, you can too. That helps. But if not, that's okay. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by using my Amazon link again, amazonbrian.com. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Podcast, the podcast where we hand you a bunch of marshmallows, but we replace the marshmallows with cotton pads on the inside. So you chew into the marshmallow and it's not that great. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'll get you normal marshmallows next time. Vegan marshmallows. Love you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.